welcome to episode number 26 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dee, and my co-hosts are Les and Lenore. Today, we're talking about subscription services. But first, let's talk about what we're consuming. So I'm consuming a Starbucks blonde flat white with two raw sugars. Um, I found that uh, raw sugar is a lot better than vanilla syrup in the flat white. So, and I found a Starbucks that can make them properly. So there's that. I'm um, jealous. I know, right? <laughs> and uh, I'm writing with a Camel HB. Um, it just happened to be on the desk here. And I'm writing on a post-it pad because I'm a minimalist today. Um, so what about you, Lenore? What's going on in your world with beverages? I am sitting here nursing a cup of Tazo Sweet Cinnamon Spice, which is possibly my favorite herb tea. And uh, my local stores have quit carrying it again. And I got a box from my sister yesterday and she sent me some. So really enjoying that. And she also sent me a box of caramel. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I don't, it, uh, she said that the people in Norway laughed at how she, or in, maybe in Amsterdam, yeah, in Amsterdam, had laughed at how she was pronouncing this. And it's supposed to be something like stroopwafel or something like that. They look like stroopwafels on the box you know, American pronunciation. <laughs> and they're these little wafer cookies with caramel in between them. And they're amazing. They're so good. And um, so I'm trying to not eat any more of those. I've kind of <laughs> already, they're kind of, yeah, I went a little farther than I should when we were chatting before we got recording. So Are, are you, are you eating them properly though? Uh, like, am I heating them up on top of my cup? Yes. No, I'm just going straight in. Okay. All right. A, I don't want them okay. to get soggy from the steam. And, you they know, don't. They get in my tea. And they get warm and gooey and delicious. Okay, I'll eat another one. <laughs> Fine. Uh, I it. So, and then I'm writing. <laughs> Peer pressure. It's good for me. Um, so then I'm writing with my one of my favorite. Hack wings, which is a black wing 725 with the yellow end turned around into the ferrule and an orange eraser, which is how it should have been <laughs> to begin with. And I'm writing exams, <laughs> but I'm writing um, for right now, I'm writing on my Baron Fig Mastermind because it gives me scope. And nice. uh, yeah, mm. so that's what I'm on. How about you, Les? I am sipping some pour over I made from some coffee I bought at Atomic and Atomic is this little local roastery and cafe here in Beverly and uh, they have started doing light roasts the way I like them. So I have a Ethiopia Kosheri and it's juicy and delicious and bright and it just makes my day so much happier. Um, so I've got a really good cup of coffee I'm sipping on. Um, I just finished watching Jessica Jones and I yet, don't spoil okay, it. I won't spoil it, but I can just say you're going to love the ending and also hate it at the same time, because that's how I feel about it. Um, really just, I just love it. Um, I've been, I have one episode left. Oh, that's the good one. The last two, I haven't looked yet. So. The last two where I was like, what the, ah, at it so it was very frustrating but also very very good um and i've been um reading a, a bunch of books out of the the kindle unlimited library because i read like a fiend uh but i've also been downloading a lot of books from the library and what was the book that i just read it's like uh deborah harkness or something like that and she writes this whole series of books about a vampire and a witch but I don't like historical romance and that's what the second book is. And I've just been trying to slog through it because I know that the third book is back in modern times. So I'm like, I can't, like, I can't, I don't like it, <laughs> but I'm like, all right, I'm just going to read like the, this chapter and then I'm going to skip ahead five chapters and read this chapter. Then I'm going to skip ahead. And then I realize I missed something huge in a previous chapter and I have to go back and read that chapter. And it's a very frustrating way to read a book. So yeah. And I am deep into camp NaNoWriMo, um, which I, 
I'm such I'm such an old lady. I'm turning into an old woman. I uh I had a sciatica flare up what? at the beginning of that this so... uh, at the end of last week, and it literally defined what butt hurt is. Um, I felt like someone had slammed a sledgehammer into my into my hip and then stabbed me with a giant knife. I could barely stand up and walking was like, I don't know how I made it to work all week. Um, And I know like if I went to my doctor, I was like, hey, so I've got sciatica. She'd be like, hey, lose some weight and here's some Advil. Um, and I already, I, I've gone in before for it. And that's basically what she said. She said, Hey, Hey fatty, uh, drop some pounds and do these stretches and you'll be fine. But in the meantime, it is excruciating. So, but what I was getting at there is that because I was in so much pain, I didn't get, I didn't even start Camp NaNoWriMo until Saturday, but I got 2,700 and plus words in yesterday so after i get done with you guys i'm gonna go back working on my camp nanowrimo hopefully get another 2500 words or so nice cool yeah anyway what's exciting um i don't have much exciting in my life these days um you have a title so i have a thesis title which <laughs> um for anyone who writes academically and publishes academic papers Everything is in a title because, unfortunately, just like they say, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, people judge papers by their titles because if you're going through hundreds of papers, you want to you want to have a title that explains what the research is about and possibly even you know provides you with information about what was found in the research. So, I came up with a title which I know sounds insignificant, but for me it was like the worst thing ever because I have to present on this. A less than a week from right now. Yeah, I think it's so, pretty hard, actually. Drum roll. I'm going to read this title because I am so damn proud of it. <laughs> um, it is Perceived Discrimination Among Muslim Americans Examining the Role of Religious Identity and Authenticity. So that is my title. Hmm. Um, and it kind of rhymes at the end there, which is cool. Um, so th that's my big excitement. Um, I also graduate in a little over a month, which is <gasps> kind of surreal. I'm excited, but also terrified because like so many other traditional students um, that I know, I, I I need to find a job. Like, because I mean, I'm going to graduate school, but there's going to be a gap. Um, mm. And unfortunately, where I work at the writing center, I fortunately slash unfortunately, because now that I'll have a bachelor's, my pay triples because I'll be a quote-unquote professional. Um, but the minute I get a bachelor's degree, I can't work in the summer because they don't want to pay professionals in the summer. Uh. Yeah. I told them I'd be willing to work for minimum wage, but they said no. Um, so, yes. So in the fall, my pay will be $30 an hour, but right now I'm unemployed for the summer. So I need to find some work and I want to find some work in the, in my field because while I have tons of volunteer experience, I've never worked directly in, in, you know, the field. So I know that some graduate programs like you to have that worked and lived experience. So I, I want to kind of build up my CV a little bit. So, but yeah, I mean, that, that's my excitement. Uh, what about you, Lenore? Um, I'm ex well, okay, so my, this is kind of interesting because we, uh, we're talking about subscriptions today and my, sadly, my right notepad sub has run out. So I got the gold field and that was my last one. And wah, then, wah, wah. I know. And the new Sakura was just announced and I'm going to have to order it like a schmo. And you better get on that because they're pretty popular. I know. So I need to do that, and I haven't done it yet. And um, I'm really, I'm, it's so pretty. Like, I really like it. And, of course, everybody's got to do the normal kind of whining, which is, you know, that it's not their preferred printing inside. Like, it's graph, right? Mm. Which I like graph. Is so, it the small graph, you know, though? I don't know. I don't know. But the thing is, I don't really care because I'm going to get it anyway. And everybody's like, oh, if it were blank, I would get it. If it were lined, I would get it. And I'm like, so... can't please everybody. Right, exactly. Right. Um, you know, so you want you basically want them to make sure that everything they ever offer, they offer with four different innards so that everybody <laughs> can have the innards that they want from it. And um, 
you know. still have someone complain. Well, that's probably true too, because the lines will be too close, or they'll be too far, or they don't or the like the medical graph. Because they have to produce um, more. Well, yeah, and I actually really liked um, the uh, the coastal field notes. I, you know, I was saying on our, I think on our last episode actually that I really love the reticle graph in that and how pretty it was you know it was just kind of pleasurable to open the page and look at the kind of mm. bluish green kind of changing color and other people are like oh that reticle is way too dark you can't write in it and it was you know i'm like mm, okay <laughs> <laughs> so what are you gonna do you're never gonna make everyone happy yeah well and i think at this point too like field notes is a how do I say it? A conversation right. for for many of us. Yes. So. A very anyway. diplomatic of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was much less diplomatic on my Instagram feed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's part of the discussion around subscriptions, right? Yeah. By the yeah, way, we'll you're right. That. This cookie is way better now. Isn't it? All yeah. warm and gooey. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, where, where are we? Oh, is it my yes. turn? Is it my yeah, turn? It's, it's my turn. Um, I am super excited, and I know someone actually complained about how enthusiastic I am about Baron Fig. Tough. Poop. I, I really like their stuff. Yeah, I love. Stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Um. What I so this most recent um. Um offering i don't know what do i want to call it yeah their most recent their most recent offering um which is not a pen but their show and tell is super cool um it's purple which is going to make a lot of people really happy um there is an imprint on the front of the book and i'll take a picture of that for our um the picture for our you know podcast anyway uh i'm having trouble with words today maybe i need more coffee but on this the was just released tuesday right right so it was just released on tuesday everything is purple the it's with them and a company called dribble i don't know anything about dribble um but so the top part of each page the top half is blank and then the bottom half of the page is lined and it's you know that great baron fig paper the um bookmark is actually longer the little ribbon on the inside is actually big enough that you can grab onto it which i like i know that that's been in the works for a while because that's been a major complaint that i've had about their their books is that i can't actually use the bookmark because it's too short yes Uh, this one is actually the right length so that you can grab it pull it to the side and open up your book to the proper spot so that's fabulous, and the paper is fabulous, and it just it reminds me of undergrad and this field drawing class that I took, where the recommended sketchbook was like was lined like this. It had the top half of each page blank, the bottom half lined, and but it was only available at the campus bookstore where it was very very overpriced, or at the local art supply store, which was also very overpriced. So we also had the option of just lining off with a ruler our pages, um, which is what I did because I was cheap. And I didn't like the sketchbook. Um, I didn't want to pay like $15 for 50 pages of sketchbook. This, um, however, is like, it's too small for that kind of class, but... It's um it's fabulous. So I'm super excited about that. I'm hoping to get into doing some art journaling in it because I think the paper can handle it. So I'm super excited about that. And um, also very exciting. I'm back to blogging. So my blog, Yay. I just, I know, I just got the lock and key review up that I was supposed to have up in, what, February? March? A long time ago, anyway. Um so I'm back to blogging. I'm hoping to have at least one review up per week, um, maybe a few others from other people, and um, the show-and-tell review will go up in a few days. Anyway, um, so that's what's exciting in my world. So uh, what are we doing today, Dee? We're talking about subscription services and slash limited editions, because some limited editions offered are not part of a subscription service. Hmm. Um, but I feel like those two areas kind of bleed together at times. Um, so, kind of, yeah. So just kind of lumping them in together. 
Um, I kind of want to discuss generally, I mean, I have a couple bullet points, but I think off the top, do either of you subscribe to any stationary services? No, not anymore. I used to be a field notes subscriber. Um, and I let that lapse relatively quickly. Okay. And I know Lenore, you have a couple, right? Yeah, so I'm still doing the pencil box mm-hmm. and um and black wings and field notes. And I think that the coastal field notes was my last for this go round and I'm deciding, you know, whether I want to re up because I do enjoy those. And um and then of course I would still be uh subscribed to write if they had it. Um and Bear and Fig actually they quit having their subs too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. So and that, that kind of posed a question in my mind, too, like why these companies are moving away from that when, you know, for a while it was all of the stationary companies that, you know, were doing that. Um, but as far as subscription services go, I mean, what made me think about this topic was the, the silly phenomenon that I have personally is where um, – I'm willing to spend $25 four times a year to buy a box of the Black Wings, but not $100 at one time. Um, and I was thinking if there's any kind of psychology behind that. I mean, I know $100. You always, do you always get them? Yes. I mean, will yes. you always get them no matter what? Unless it is a Wopex, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you when know, and Black Wing Wopex, you're out. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, I understand, you know, for someone like me who – who is not necessarily on a fixed income, but is not, you know, financially stable at this point. I, a hundred dollars is a lot to put out where 25 seems less, it seems more doable, but like I, I look deeper into that. Um, and I think for me, like I always buy my black wings from CW, um, just to kind of still support local or my local art supply. It depends. They arbitrarily decide which black wings they're going to get in stock. They don't get every single one, which is weird. But that is weird. <clears throat> yeah, they don't have like a long-standing thing. I try to like give them the down though. Like you should really order these, but you know. Um, so well, no, like know, our local bookstore that gets those from time to time. Also, they they don't get all of the special editions. Yeah, like I was so upset with the two elevens. They like slept on those. I would have bought every single one because they actually price them. There's no markup. In right. fact, they're they're priced less. They're two dollars a pencil wow Um, so yeah so anyhow i was thinking you know you know that's my own like thoughts behind why i don't subscribe to things um you know i don't subscribe to field notes for many reasons other than i can't afford it um (laughs) i (laughs) you know one being still um you know i'm not having my my question answered or my letter replied to but also just i don't know i think it's kind of jumped the shark as they say. Yeah. Um, I, I, for me, it's like, I have so many pocket notebooks right now. I, you know, I have the nomad, I have word, I have, I have a backlog of field notes. That's crazy deep. I probably got enough field notes still that I haven't traded away that I've been hoarding that will last me for an entire year. The way I use notebooks, not to mention I make my own and you know, Everyone should really look at getting a long, long reach stapler and a paper cutter and make your own. It's super easy, but, um, and you or, only have to make a couple hundred to break even. Yeah. And sell them or give them to your friends. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, ridiculously, I don't know, but you know, like I have so many notebooks that subscribing to another notebook service is ridiculous. Um, I can't possibly use all that I have or all that I make. I give away, I mean, I give away and I sell a ton of the notebooks that I make, but I just, I don't know. It's at what point is enough enough? And are are you just hoarding for the sake of hoarding and not using? Well, and that's, that brought me into the next line of thinking, um, because as we know, we'll ne- I'll never live it down, the Great Beaver Incident of 2017. <laughs> Having limited editions saved my butt. Yeah. You know, I mean, I made yeah. $500 off of selling limited edition stationary items, which still blows my mind. Um, but, you know, I think 
that's what I think kind of turns me off from subscribing because there are people and I'm not, I'm not like crapping on their parade, but people that have four or five subscriptions to the same service, like four or five field note subscriptions. And then they get like a case of field notes every, you know, quarter or, you know, the Blackwing and like people that do it for the investment purposes of it. Um, I've always been sour on that. And I think we've discussed about, you know, discussed that in previous episode. Um, buying things as an investment, um, you know, because then you see things happen, like did like like what happened with the Blackwing Anniversary Edition, um, how people were buying more than they they should have. Yeah, um, you know, and that kind of makes a, a hobby that's fun not so fun. Yeah, well, and that's you know, one of the things that I hated about a certain group on Facebook was that everyone who broke the rules. And how hard is it to actually set it up so that your website will only allow you to buy one or two of an item and not yeah, allow right. any additional orders of that item from the same address or same well, account? Because you can't do it via IP because I use, you know, a VPN. So I know, but they can just do it to mailing address. So unless somebody Correct. has five different places to mail something to, <laughs> exactly. they can't do it in their kid's name and their dog's name. and Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then everyone would go online and brag about brag. their their order of like 10 of this limited edition and ha 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 you didn't get one yeah. but you can buy a pack from me for $20 exactly right. you know it just kind of and, and that's that's just kind of yeah the scalping me. thing is really off-putting yeah. yeah and then also the extra value I know Blackwing actually of all the subscription services besides CW which I'll talk about separately um, they don't really offer many like quote-unquote extras like field notes what do they send you lenore like when you get your sub i know you get the extra pack of plain craft you get two packs of plain craft and sometimes they throw something extra into your package like a pencil yeah, like, or yeah well but also yeah like there's usually pencil or pen but there's you know there's buttons or patches or um, uh, things like that they're but they're not there. They're not created. I mean, sometimes yes, Field Notes has done that. Where like, for example, like the the edition which I wish I could get my hands on the the National Crop. Yeah. I, I feel like back then they were doing more of that like specialty offering, kind of like how um, Blackwing does when they sometimes have like the backstory behind why they chose what they chose, and they have a patch or they have like, you know, some kind of extra, so to speak. Well, but the patch, like Campfire, was included in all of those boxes. Exactly. But the subscriber extras, those are like the bottle opener. You yeah. didn't get that in any other way other than no. being a subscriber. Yes. Which is, I think... That was the workshop? Was it the workshop that had the bottle opener? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I don't remember. Workshop companion. Yeah. And so. I think... I mean, that's what's supposed to draw your subscribers in. Like, hey, you can only get this if you're a subscriber. Um, you know, but again, not many, like, the extras aren't enough for oh, me. Oh, wait, no, it was, the, it was the utility. Ah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it was the utility. I'm looking there now. Subscriber extra and after-hours after bottle opener. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm looking through, uh, so the byline had the power of the pen laptop sticker. Um, then actually, so there was the, one of the subscriber subscriber extras was the personalized reprints. Yes. Shipment, yep, which was really cool. Cause I've actually cool. never seen the butcher orange or butcher blue in the, in the flesh. Right. And so mm -hmm. um, even just to see what that paper looked like. Yeah. was Really neat. So I liked that one. The buttons that came with the Shenandoah, the toolbox magnet. I forgot about that one with the workshop companion. I've got that up in my file cabinet. Arts and um, Sciences had buttons too. Yeah, but it looks like the Arts and Sciences buttons came with, oh no, it says subscribers received a pair of matching buttons. Yeah. I'm not sure I had to have been subscribing them. Yeah. So I bought... I was looking earlier today trying to figure out where I started my subscription. Mm. And I may have started my subscription with Ambition, but Unexposed and Arts and Sciences and Cold Horizon were all still available. Mm -hmm. 
because I know I bought all of those from the website. So I'm not sure exactly where I started subscribing. The Drink Local had the little six-pack carrier, which is cute but gimmicky and not, you know, yeah, not super useful. But it is cute. Hmm. So yeah, so some of them have um, some of them have subscriber exclusives, and some of them don't. And it's and that's the thing for me. Is that enough to like get you to pull that trigger to be like, all right, you know there's that value in that because I know field notes does right. it and they, they send it to me. I, I'm on their like mailing list or what have you, where they have that spreadsheet that breaks down why it's better to subscribe because you get all this and they add up all the numbers for you and, you know, try to illustrate to you why it's important to subscribe because you'll save all this money if you're buying. Right. Your stuff anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, like I can add, I have a brain, um, you know, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, I know why I don't subscribe to Field Notes. Um, Blackwing. It's not like I have anything against them. I just don't. I, I've never been in the position to be like, here's a hundred dollars. Well, to me, the tubed pencil and whatever tchotchke they throw in is not enough to me. You know, and and I don't like a lot of the pencils that they offer. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't. I, yes, I have one of each thanks to you two. But or or from purchasing like or trading, and the I ha- there aren't enough of the pencils that I've been like wow that blows my mind. I need an entire twelve pack of those, or I need yeah. more than one twelve pack. And the those that I are blown away by and feel like I need more, I just order more of them. Yes. And, right. and yeah, and I've got I know that I'm gonna end up getting a box of everything that comes out. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before. I just like. Opening a box and not knowing what's in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that is fun. fun, that is fun. Yeah. So, you know, that, that is probably the thing that makes it worth it for me. Because um, I think I mentioned this last week or last time that the, um, the Coastal was completely off my radar. Like, I didn't even know it was coming until it showed up in my box. I thought maybe my subscription had already, uh, had already lapsed. And I wasn't really expecting anything. It wasn't on my radar. I was busy and it came and I pulled them out and I was just floored by how pretty they were. And so that was a really, that was a neat experience to get to have, to, you know, to have something coming that I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I've been tempted to like sign up for art snacks or Sketchbox or one of those services. Right. Because those I think offer more value to me than the like collectible pencils or collectible notebooks, because to me, the usefulness of the pencils or the usefulness of the sketchbooks or notebooks or whatever I'm getting is in their use, not in the collection. Right. And this is where we start getting into something we've talked about before on the show, which is the difference between the created boxes and the curated boxes, right? Mm -hmm. Because art snacks and to, uh, for the most part, the CWPE pencil box, those are curated yeah. subscriptions. Yeah. Those are things that they have selected to send to you. And, you know, the old um, pencil of the month yeah, no, mostly something that they had selected rather than created to send to you. And so that's also, you know, that's also fun because it's it's a chance to try some things that you might not otherwise either be able to get your hands on easily or might not bother to try little pieces of. Yeah, and I think... I'm glad you brought that up because that's a good segue into like the other part of subscription services, which are curated boxes. And, you know, I remember when the first CW box came out, I was pretty hard on them about value um, mm. for the, for the price that that was paid for the box and, and the value of the items you had inside of the box. Um, and admittedly um, I overlooked the idea that something was personally curated and selected for me based around a theme. I mean, thoughts and ideas cost money too. So I think, of all the subscription services, that's the one that, that I've done, number one, because of that concept, but also the model. It charges you every time it happens and not in one flat fee, and you can cancel it any time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And to me, that just worked better. Um, it's easier to explain to my wife. Um, <laughs> instead of saying, hey, honey, I need to spend $100 on this subscription service. I can say, hey, I need to spend, you know, $25 on this subscription service. You know what I mean? Like, this mm-hmm. is why I think grown-ups should have their own credit card that, like, you know, yes, they can that will spend happen. certain amounts of money that... Well, the thing is, I'm stuck question. right now. 
because I don't make any money, so it's like yeah, but even still, worse. You contribute to the household. You I know? do, I do. Um, that's a whole other episode. Equitable uh, <laughs> finances. Yeah, well, but like you know, I mean, <laughs> I liked the touches that that Caroline and team put into those boxes. You know the the little pamphlet that was handwritten. Um, you know the little artwork and stuff like that. That's the kind, just like Les said, you know, subscribing to art snacks and stuff. Um, that's the kind of stuff that bring me value. Um, right. Not like 12 of the same pencil and a patch and maybe right. a keychain, you know, like not to say that those are bad things, but I mean, I think that's what makes me decide whether or not to subscribe. Um, and then on the flip side of this is the limited edition concept. Um, and we just touched upon that before with field notes, how, how it becomes a scalping affair sometimes. Um, you know, do either of you, I know probably not you less, um, (laughs) get caught up in the, oh man, this is limited. I should really pick up some, you know, because I want to be able to have it before it goes away. I I used to. Yeah. Less so now. (coughs) I used to as well. I very much, especially when I was um, part of that group that I shall not name on Facebook, I got really <laughs> caught up in, I also had a lot more disposable income at the time because that was back when I had my regular job mm-hmm. um, versus the per diem suck that I'm in now. Uh, and, you know, when I had the additional, you know, disposable income and I was part of that group, it was, you know, I had, I was able to, you know, drop a hundred dollars or order, you know, a $20, $30 order without really thinking about it as much. And now yeah. because I'm, I'm back into that sort of post-graduation, what you'll be experiencing shortly uh, yeah. of <laughs> if my clients don't show up, I don't get paid and yeah. I also, when they do show up, I don't get paid a whole hell of a lot. I make yeah, very I little get paid right away. Right. I don't get paid right away. I get paid every two weeks. And sometimes I don't get paid for them for th- four weeks, depending on their insurance. And I mean, it's, you know, but that's beside the point. But yeah, I used to get really caught up in the fact that like, wow, that's super pretty. I want it. But also I think that for me, at least field notes aren't as pretty as they used to be. Like, I'm not as enamored with a lot of the field notes that have come out recently or the special editions. Like, I liked the Carhartt edition because I liked the colors that were in it. And I like Carhartt. I liked Two Rivers because it was really innovative. And I liked Shenandoah because it was really interesting that they layered the two sheets of paper together and the colors looked great. Um, And it came out about the same time as the 211, which seemed karmic. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, like that's that's kind of the stuff that I, I guess I get caught up in is that I, if I really like something, then yes, I want it. But like, it's not very hard for me to say I don't want the 54. You know, yeah. like I'm not a big fan of pink. Now, if it had been teal, I would have been ordering two boxes of it and <laughs> I would have been scraping together the $50 to do it. And, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't have been like a question of being like damn it's teal and i like it um versus the pink i don't care i don't want the pink i don't i don't like pink as a color i don't want a pink pencil yeah i mean i think it's i think it's pretty but it's not for me you know and it's much easier for me to now say it's not for me than it used to be yeah i i agree when i first got into this hobby more so than just like how i've been into it all my life because i've loved stationery but when i really started becoming a member of communities i was all about the i need two dozen of these one to use one to hold on to and i mean that worked well for me but now that i don't have all those pencils i do kind of you know i mean with the black wings i will buy like the dozen but i wind up trading them away sometimes or giving some away and i keep three you know two to use one to have yeah um you know i don't i don't really hang on to stuff like i used to um and hoard it i I feel like i'm some kind of dragon with treasure you know (laughs) like i don't need that you know because like you less i i have such a backlog between the two packs of notebooks i bought from you the rainbow and the neon yep i haven't even touched those yet right um and I don't write in pocket notebooks as much as you do. Um, 
So yeah, I, I don't need pocket notebooks anymore. But I will say, I will disagree. I, I do really like Coastal. I haven't seen them in the flesh. But that's... I know a lot of people are saying it's not usable because of the insides, but I think it's really, really pretty from what I've seen. Well, it also was not my impression. I haven't written in one yet just because I haven't started a new notebook since they came. But, I mean, I didn't open this up and go, oh, well, this is going to be completely unusable. I opened it up and said, oh, wow, it's really pretty, <laughs> you know. Mm. So I guess I'll see when I start actually writing in it. But I think I also write big enough that I may get away with it. We'll see, you know. But it's also possible because of the printing method that they used on the reticle graph for that, that it may be some, um, there may be batch variations in how dark they came out. And, you know, so maybe some of them were just, just legit are so dark that they're, well, and that would be in keeping with field notes as of late anyway, you know. Variability. Variability and, and issues yeah. with printing. That's been an issue that they've had now for at least a year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, anyway. I'll stop grinding my axe. That's okay. Um, so... <laughs> It's been a while since there's been drama in the stationary world. <laughs> well, yeah, and here we are to stir the pot, right? Yeah. But, um... So you were saying before about is there a life cycle thing on these, Steve? Yes. Because we've seen companies getting away from that. And I I don't know, maybe just do you know anything about this specifically, you or less? Well, I think that what Baron Fig had to say when they got away from the subscription model was that it wasn't sustainable for them in what they were doing. It wasn't they from what I read and in our discussion with Joey was that it wasn't if they weren't quite able to keep up with that sort of grind. You know what I mean? Like and so for Baron Fig specifically, we should note here that they had many different subscription services. Right. Like there was right. a subscription service for basically each product line mm-hmm. and right. they're coming up with new releases basically every week anyway. Right. So yeah. No, I was going to say, I think maybe too for them, and this is just a guess, I don't know any inside information, there's less pressure to have to come up with a new edition every quarter. Um, And for a company who's really being innovative right now, if you miss a quarter coming up with something new and, you know, for a subscription, it's not a big deal because you don't have a subscription. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, but, you know, it's also, it's hugely different coming up with four things every quarter versus coming up with one pencil every quarter. And let's face it, isn't like Blackwing late pretty frequently with their subscription stuff? Wasn't well, they the... publish a schedule, so as long as there's four of them coming out, I don't really care. People have gotten kind of like... Oh, yeah, people no, were... they said quarterly. That's every 90 days, plus or minus two. <laughs> right. Like, but I think, like, wasn't the most recent one like almost a month? late something like that but like i mean you know people were getting like super cranky about that but i think that when you say that you're going to put something out quarterly and you stuck to a schedule up until a certain point you've made a customer expectation and you've made a promise to your customers yeah it just didn't bother me well i but i think this is also like an issue that i have with palomino slash blackwing is that they don't communicate um they yeah. don't they don't they don't use their social media particularly well um and they're rather tone deaf on occasion but like all it would have taken for them to shut us up or customers up was to post something on social media saying hey we're running behind your pencils are going to be done in 2 weeks but yeah. they don't do that they don't believe or i would say from um the tone of previous emails and interactions with them, I would say that they care less about what their customers think and they're more of a top-down company and customer relations are handled only by customer service and not by other folks. Yeah, I mean, I think for them, too, I don't necessarily think that makes them a bad company. I think their focus is just different like for example um two completely opposite approaches to customer service baron fig and and palomino yeah um baron fig's a smaller company so they have more resources and i mean they have more time in a sense and more connectedness to the community because there's what like five or six people there i think six yeah yes whereas palomino i mean 
they sell more than just black wing pencils. Right. Um, well, that's I... Cal Cedar, and Palomino is an underling. Yeah, well, that's what, yeah, that's, I was kind of conflating the two. So, like, you would think they have more resources to have more customer service representatives, but if your model's not broken and if you're making money, why fix it? And I think you're right with the top-down aspect. I think it's just, yeah, well, we're making money regardless. Right. And, you know, I don't fault them for that. I mean, that's that's business. It's disappointing sometimes. Um, but I will say, I forget his name. Um, Nicholas? Works there. Yes. He has been responsive um, yeah, a couple he's, times in yep. the group. Um, with many either times, Many times. Yeah. He's taken care of me on more than one occasion. Yeah, with like shipping issues or something like that. So, I mean, it's hit or miss, and it shouldn't be hit or miss. Um, well, and, and you, it, know, you know, not... Not for nothing. Why is that stuff going on in the group? Shouldn't that just go to their customer service line or send him an email directly? Uh, that's one of my frustrations because with like group are stuff. Saying things in the group. Yeah, but so at least he's responding to it when they when they do. You know. Yeah, and I think I think this brings up the thing that happened with Baron Fig. Um, why are you taking it to email? You know, so it's like I feel like maybe damned if you do, damned if you don't in a way. Because remember with the Baron Fig. Uh, backpack debacle yes you know um i think they were very smart to say hey i want to deal with this in a good way so let's let me message you because i don't want to lose track of you right but people took it as let me hide my mistakes so it's like i don't know i don't know how i feel about that well i don't think it's about hiding your mistakes if you're dealing with customer service issues and customer service issues like doesn't the company deserve to deal with it first before you take it to social media i don't know maybe 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 that's my thing like i never go to social media unless i've tried to reach out to the company but like a lot of times i see on the group that people will email the company and then 15 minutes later i didn't get a response so i'm posting i'm posting to twitter (laughs) and facebook and instagram and i want answers now and that's it's unrealistic to expect yes. someone who in like to be on top of that 24 7 i mean people people go home <laughs> people shouldn't yes, have to be exactly. dealing with your customer service issue at nine o'clock at night because you're cranky that um your package was delivered to someone else's house yeah no i agree with that completely there's it can be very damaging i mean with a small company um you know, if you start dissenting online and tweeting and gets retweeted, I mean, there's some serious damage that can be done. I mean, look how big that Baron Fick thing blew up when really at the end of the day, when the when the, all the dust settled, they dealt with it very appropriately. And it, it wasn't it, to me, it wasn't such a, a big problem. There was no deception. There was no anything. This is a startup company that is still finding their way, you know, right. and uh, I think it's yeah. un, I think it's unfair to to like crucify a company because a genuine mistake now if they were you know in some back room saying ha ha like look what we're doing we're gonna pull us you know a switch on these people and right. do it to make some extra money somehow that's wrong but there was nothing wrong in that and you're right Les. like the impatience is what really gets me you know like um so yeah i don't know i think we kind of like moved away from our, our, our yeah topic like here. sorry tangential there no i like it though i think it was a very productive good conversation it's um, relevant i mean it's, it's definitely related and i'm just being mindful of time um as well hmm. um <clears throat> but i think for for these are my kind of like final not final but like you know my my thoughts on the on the limited edition stuff is that you know and Lenore and i were talking about this before we came on air um like blackwing kind of has this thing where they have their four you know grades of graphite and they kind of rotate between the two and and really what's changing is the skin of the pencil and like you less part of me is very much how does this how is this tool used and how is this instrument working more so than is this a super awesome neon glittery pencil that i would love Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um and so when do like like lenore had asked like in a way like when 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 does this get tired? Will it get yeah. tired? Like will it will it will people stop? Like you know, I mean, you can only be so innovative if you're not willing to change the actual core item. And I know Blackwing did like a, a round barrel as opposed to hexagonal, um, that kind of stuff. But but at what point do you just come up with different color schemes? And what when does it become that? Is I guess what I'm asking. Mm. Well, I so think. This, go ahead. 
I think when people get bored with it, you know, I, I think um, to a certain extent. On either side. The right. The customers or the manufacturers. Yeah. And, and, you know, at some point, like I suppose for manufacturers, they get bored with it when they're no longer making money on it. Or yes. when they see, when they see, bleh, see if I can speak, when they see sales drop. Yes. And for us, like I got bored with it when I realized I was getting so many notebooks, I couldn't use them all. And they weren't grabbing me the way they had before. And, you know, I think that's it. That's a really personal point for people. Like, I know I don't need to hoard anything because I can trade for anything that I want or I can purchase anything that I want. Like, I wanted additional, I wanted two boxes of the number ones. So I was able to trade for those with a combination of notebooks and my backlog of pencils, which, you know, let's let's face it, I have so many pencils I'm not going to be using them all in my lifetime. <laughs> I'm going to be passing these things on to my nephew at some point, And he's yeah. going to be like, my aunt was insane. Yes. No. And you're right. Um, and that's kind of, it's actually given me comfort to know that like the community is, is large enough to where I don't have to, like, I still haven't purchased any of the new Blackwing edition. And, you know, that's okay. Because if I miss that, if they sell out somehow, I can always just, you know, ask around and, and trade for stuff. Right. There's always going to be at least one person who didn't like that edition who is subscribed. Correct. And I can trade with that person. Yes. Yeah, yes. And let's face it, a pink pencil is going to be divisive. Yes. And <laughs> I know? think, too... <laughs> no. <laughs> I think, you know, I mean, some editions are great, some are not. I mean, look at that, uh, my, one of my least favorite um, the 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 two hundred five. Oh, oh, the the, the cultural appropriation edition. Yes. <laughs> um, no one really. There was some buzz about it for the wrong reasons, and it kind of just fell flat. And and people really didn't talk about it. And you know, like, but then there's going to be some editions, like like I'm telling you. I mean, I don't know why they haven't listened. They need to just come out with a school-style pencil, like yellow pencil, pink eraser, um, you know, almost like styled like a Van Dyke. Mm. And they just call it the classic. Yes, or yeah. call it the Dyke. I'm with you. Either call way. it the Dyke. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that would cause some issues for yeah. some What were you just of... saying about appropriation? <laughs> Yeah, they're not allowed to appropriate our culture. No, D. no, exactly. If if anyone um, has to produce that, it's us. Do we make yes. it the R the RSVP Dyke pencil? There we you need go. to we need to make that shirt Van Dykes to watch yes. out for. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just such a tiny, tiny Venn diagram. People yes. won't get that. Yes, um, but no, I mean they like those are the things you know um, that that you know like. I think it will ebb and flow. Like you said, I mean, some things miss the mark completely and some things are hit out of the park. Um, so any, any other like super final thoughts on either subscription services or special editions? Um, I was thinking about the, what they said about the original pencil of the month from CW pencils. Yes. Um, that kind of the third way that things can, become unsustainable or maybe the fourth I don't know whatever we're up to I wasn't incrementing um, she said that it just got really hard to find anything interesting that people didn't already have every month that she could get 400 of hmm. right and that was the thing with the curated box is you know, you you if you had 50 subscribers or 100 subscribers, maybe you could sustain that with eBay and have like vintage pencils or something like that. But you know, it just you you're not going to be able to find 400 of the same vintage pencil on eBay most of the time. True. So that's kind of another way is that the scale can really make a huge difference. Whereas the I mean, face it, why is why is Field Notes still doing their thing? Because they still can make, what is it, 20,000 books and have them sell. Yes. 
Yeah. So. And and the minute we see them not able to do that, I think that we see field notes go away. Yeah, and but then, you know, the question for a lot of people at that point is going to be, do you see that eBay market crash? And are people suddenly going to have a room full of field notes that they can't even sell I hope for so. $10 a three-pack, let alone, <laughs> you know, what was... Um, I was looking last week and something, there was a single of, maybe it was Tradesman or something like that, that somebody had listed a single for $850. And I was like, oh, oh good crap. luck with that. That's, yeah, right? Exactly. For Does it make you want to go back and look in your, uh, look in your stash again, Les? No, I didn't. I, I didn't start subscribing until well after Tradesman. So I don't need to worry about the potential of me even having one of those. Okay. That's yeah. not going to happen. And if it had, if if I did have it, that, I would have sold that a long time ago. <laughs> I would have sold that when I was in grad school. So do you think we can wrap this, this episode Absolutely. up? I think Thank we're good. You. All right. Um, so, of course, like every episode, I just really want to thank the community. I know me personally, I have been kind of absent from the community. I, I've really been missing it. I've just been so busy with everything. But when I have poked my head on, on to Facebook and into the group... Um, it's still great to see people active and posting. Um, I think this summer will be really great because I know myself, I will have all the time in the world to connect with you wonderful people. And I really, I, I promise we really need to get that book club going. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and Actually, I think now it's going to be the summer book club. Right? I think <laughs> that's a perfect time to do it. People go on vacation, they can bring a book with them and read, and then we can discuss, um, so I'm looking forward to the, the time I'll have after I graduate. But it's been really wonderful to get so much support from everybody. Um, and I just want to thank all of you who continue to stick around and, and support us and, and the new people. There's been a, a couple new requests this past week. Um, I don't know their names off the top of my head, but it's nice to still see the community growing, yeah. albeit slowly. Um, and if you could, if you listen to us via iTunes, so just give us a quick review. That helps us become a little bit more visible to the podcast world at large. Um, and you can find us online at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find me, D, at theweeklypencil.com. And on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Weekly Pencil. What about you, Les? You can find me at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook, at Comfortable Shoes Studio, Instagram, and Twitter at Original LC Harper. What about you, Lenore? Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm under my own name. I don't know. What was I thinking? You need to come um, up with something interesting, like yeah, then I, I mean, then I have to change things. And, you know, it's not like people don't know who I am already. So, like, that's a cat that can't be put back in the bag. So, <laughs> you know, um, I'm on Twitter as at Lenore underscore Hoyt and I'm on Facebook of my own name and I have an Instagram thing I need to go look into <laughs> great so it's been wonderful hanging out with you guys today and until next time